Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Joanne Wilson, co-pastor at Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Okay. <laughs> All right. Matthew 27, 38 through 44 reads just like this. It says, two rebels were crucified with him. Him is Jesus. And the rebels were the two crooks on the cross next to him. One on his right hand and one on his left. Those who passed hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. That's what they said to Jesus. It says, come down from the cross if you are the son of God. Underline that. If you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priest and the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. Verse 44, in the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Today, if you're taking notes in this message, in this cool summer series, I've given it a simple title, and the title is this. Human, human, human. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. Once again, I thank you for this day, because this is the day that you have made, God. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. But God, I thank you that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that would be in this place today. You knew each and every one that would watch and listen online. And God, I pray that I would, ri- I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, I pray that hearts, minds, and ears will be open and receptive to a word that's just always going to be about Jesus. And God, as we try to navigate the terrain of the day that we are in, God, I pray that we maintain our composure as believers. I pray that somebody can get a revelation about Jesus that they never got before. And I pray for the one that needs to hear this message the most, the one that needs to find salvation, whether in this building or abroad, somewhere in the world watching. God, I pray for the one that needs this message the most, that you will find them where they are and you will change their life forever. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, everyone said, one more time, give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on. I hope you can tell, but I love Jesus. I love Jesus a lot. I love Jesus more than anything in life. I love God, I love my wife, and everyone else. (laughs) I love Jesus. I love Jesus because, man, like, you can't read this word and just not, like, think he's awesome. Like, he does so many amazing things in this book, some of which we will talk about today. But the thing about Jesus that I, I, I love the most, yes, he saved me. He's healed me. He's changed me. He's answered my prayers. He died for me. But you know the thing that I love the most about Jesus? The example. I love his example. And I love that God thought that in 2021, 
we would need to read the word to look at Jesus' example to see how he dealt with specific situations. I, I promise you, if you are going through something today, don't look to others and see what they did. Look to Jesus and see what he did. Jesus will always guide you to make the right decision. And Jesus, with the passage that I just read to you in Matthew, we see Jesus enduring the hardship of the cross. The thing that I love the most about this passage is that on the cross, Jesus Christ gives us a master's class on how to deal with criticism. Anybody ever been criticized before? If you're not, you're not human. I think at some point or another on this journey, we will all face criticism. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much you think you got stuff together. At some point on this journey, we will all face criticism. And I love Jesus with the example that he gives because he cannot fully understand the human condition if he has not been criticized. He had to be criticized in order to fully understand who we are. The Bible calls Jesus our, our, our great and high priest. And the reason that he is our great and high priest, not just because he is our mediator to God, but he fully understands everything that we've ever gone to. Even in, even in the communion moment, I told you that his body was broken so that we would understand that we serve a savior that understands brokenness. Just like Jesus understands brokenness, he understands criticism. Because when he was here, he got criticized, even up until his death. Could you imagine being on your deathbed and people still criticizing you? Like you laying there dying, they're like, you suck. I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, give me some sympathy as I'm dying. Not Jesus. See, some of y'all have been criticized when you got your full strength. He was criticized when he had no strength left. Jesus fully understands what it feels to be criticized. Now, the word criticism itself means the expression of disapproval of someone or something based upon perceived faults or mistakes. So people will judge you based upon what they perceive about you. So what am I trying to say? Criticism is subjective. It's based upon what someone else thinks about you. They don't have to base it on the reality. They don't have to base it on your actual feeling and intent. They will base their criticisms on what they feel about you. Humans put weight on other humans based upon their own perception. You know why I know that? Because often people will judge you based upon what they would do, not what you would do. If you're going to clap, clap. Don't give me a petty clap. Clap. Okay. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I love y'all, man. Humans put weight on other humans based upon their own perception. And you know where we see this a lot, but we kind of really take it lightly because we all excited about it? The thing that I'm seeing a lot, even when I was on vacation, there was times, man, I ran to the room and I had to cut on the TV because I wanted to watch the Summer Olympics. 
Man, we seeing all kinds. Man, the, I love the Olympics. I was so upset in 2020 when the Olympics got postponed, man, that first time. When they said, oh, we still going to do it in 2021, I was like, yes, I love the Olympics. I love the track and field, man. I love the swimming. Man, I love the gymnastics. I don't know what it is, man. Like, like it be grown men like, come on, come on, y'all little girls. Flip. Like, like why? Like, I don't know what it is, man. We, they, they just become America's sweethearts, man. And we all just cheer for them, see them do the flip and all kinds of stuff. And it's awesome. I love the Olympics. What I don't love about the Olympics, though, is the criticism. People that have worked their whole lives to get to a position to do things that 99.9% .9 of the humans in existence cannot do. Get criticized when they don't do something to the liking of the people that cannot do it. I love the Olympics, but I don't like the criticism. And it's funny, like I've been watching the Olympics my whole life. I feel like I've never heard more criticism than now. You know why? I feel like the voice of criticism has been amplified because of social media. See, we didn't have like social media when Flojo was running the fastest woman to ever live, man. We just thought she was awesome. But we, we couldn't hear as many naysayers as we hear today because everybody that jumps behind the keyboard now is a gangster and wants to talk about everybody. Like they're an expert. I love the Olympics. I don't like the criticism. And if you don't handle pressure the way that people think you should, then they got something to say about you. It's so crazy to me. Like, I'm, I'm literally watching humans tear other humans apart because they don't like the way that the human did something that they cannot do themselves. Because athletes are representing a nation what happens is we stop seeing them as people. It, it, it makes me laugh because I hear things like, oh man, so-and-so gotta go hard because they gotta bring home the gold for USA. They gotta, they gotta do this for the nation. We gotta beat that. I'm, I'm just as competitive as everybody else, man. Like I want the, I'm like team USA all the way. I want people to bring home the goal for the nation, but I think we put a lot of unfair criticism on people when they can't perform when they're supposed to. We're, we're putting the pride of a nation on the back of an athlete. It, it, it really scares me what I see our nation becoming because people will say you need to perform for the pride of your nation. No, the pride of the nation should never be put on the shoulders of a 24-year-old athlete. The pride of the nation should be seen in how we treat one another. The pride of the nation should be seen in our education system. The pride of the nation should be seen in how we treat our disenfranchised. The pride of the nation should be seen in how we treat other humans that decided to come to this nation and live as one nation under 
God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It should never have been on the back of an athlete. It should be on the backs of us all to live up to the ideals of what we believe that this nation should be because a gold medal does not make us better than any other nation. What makes us better than any other nation is when we treat humans in this nation with dignity and respect. That's what makes us a great nation, not a piece of wood wrapped in gold. But people want to criticize when people make decisions for their self-care. We, we cannot be those people that, that criticize everything and don't see humans for who they really are. You see, you may not be an Olympian and you may not be an athlete, but at some point or another, you too will have to deal with criticism. Today, I want to give somebody a couple keys to deal with criticism. And the first is this. Let the crowd talk. I'm going to just put this mic down, sip some water for a second while y'all marinate on that. Let the crowd talk. People going to talk. Let them talk. You know what you do when the world talks about you? Let them let them, let them. You know what I love the most about this Olympics as I've talked about a 24-year-old athlete and we all know who I'm talking about, Simone Biles, the face of the Olympics. You know what I love the most that she has done in dealing with her critics? You see, when people don't wanna hear criticism in this age of social media, you know what they do on their social media? They cut their comments off. Simone's a savage. She don't care about anybody. She said, hey, I'm going to sit down because I don't know where I am in the air anymore. I don't want to hurt myself. Is that okay with y'all? Here we are. No, go for the goal. You know what she said? Nothing. She left the comments on. She heard all the critics. You can go, go right now. Go, go to Simone Biles on Instagram. Look, look for yourself. Her comments are on. She getting all the love. She getting all the hate at the same time. And I love it because she's not scared of people talking because she understands something that Jesus understood. People going to talk whether they like you or not, whether you're doing good or not. People going to talk because people don't know how to shut up. People going to keep on talking, so let them talk. As a matter of fact, I'd rather you talk. And I'd rather you talk to my face because I'd rather you say what you need to say to my face than for you to hide behind my back and say stuff that I don't know about talk. Go ahead and talk. Listen, I've been doing this long enough now. And I laugh because even as a pastor, man, I definitely don't have, I'm not high profile at all as it pertains to celebrity. But let me tell you something. Even in my own little microcosm of a world called Cool Church, there's times where I look on social media, where I post something, and I'm just saying, God loves you. It's all about Jesus. And you know what I see? I see comments. And I laugh because people say crazy stuff. Here's me. I love Jesus. They say, how could you love Jesus and be a pastor dressed like that? What do pastors dress like? 
What are they supposed to dress like? Like, like this, this, this nylon or this, this cotton is not holy enough for thee? Like John the Baptist wore camel hair. He wasn't dressed like a fair. He wasn't dressed like a high priest. So, so, so I can't, I can't look like, uh, is he rapping or is he preaching? I, I don't know if it's going to connect. I'm with it. He can't have the Holy Spirit in him. False doctrine. Like what? False prophet. I hear it all the time. And I love my wife, man, because my wife will defend me till the end. She's like, oh, I'm about to clap back on this. Boom. Read. I'm like, I'm like, baby girl, I don't care. I like, I laugh. I laugh. Because I'm like, yo, you just wasted a half an hour writing a paragraph that I'm not even going to read. I'm winning. <laughs> let people talk. You can let people talk without ever having to respond to them. You know what kind of freedom you get when you don't have to respond to people? Some of y'all want to clap back. Some of y'all want to read. Some I'm about to give them the bit. Oh, this is going to be the read of the gods. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't want to read. I don't want that. Like, I don't have to say anything. And Simone models this, but she didn't make that up. Somebody did it way before her. In Matthew 27, 12 through 14, listen to this. When they came at Jesus, it says, when he was accused by the chief of priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Some of your lives would be so much better if you just shut up. That's mean, Pastor. Shut up. Some of you, like some of y'all want to respond to everything, man. Y'all give stuff validity because you speak to it. Jesus says, I'm not even gonna dignify that with a response. He says, says, then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. I love that last part, to the great amazement of the governor. I want my level of unbothered to amaze people. Like, I want to be so unbothered. I'm like, man, nothing phase this dude. This, 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 is, this is amazing. Jesus kept his mouth shut to the accusations of his greatest critics. Why? Because when you know who you are, you have nothing to prove. When the validity of who you are is based upon someone else's testimony, you always going to have something to say. But when the validity of who you are is based on what your heavenly father says about you, what he says matters and what everybody else says doesn't. So you don't have to say anything. Jesus kept his mouth shut. And I, I, as, as, I'm, as I'm looking at what, what is happening in the world and I'm seeing how a human like myself is responding to the criticism that is coming against her. I've heard things that made me laugh as I'm watching ESPN and First Take. They say, oh, the Olympics is the moment that you're supposed to prove that you are the GOAT. If you are the GOAT, greatest of all time, go out and perform. Go perform for me so that I can see that you are the goat. I got to perform to you to show you who I am when I already know who I am. It makes me laugh because like people want her to go out and perform to prove that she is the goat. But between world uh, championship competition 
in the Olympics, Simone Biles has four bronze medals, five silver medals, 27 gold medals. She does four gymnastic skills that are named after her that no one else in the world can do. The ESPYs in 2017 gave her award for best female athlete. ESPN Magazine in 2018 called her the athlete of the year. And in 2020, she was awarded the Loris World Sportsman Award for sportsmanship for the second time in a row, but the third time overall. If the 2020 Olympics had never happened, she was already the GOAT. I'm gonna say the stuff that she ain't gonna say on her social media. She was the GOAT before the Olympics happened. But this is not new, man. This is what humans do. They, they, they want to pressure and criticize other humans and they've been doing it forever. It did not start with her and it's not gonna end with you, but I guarantee you they did it to Jesus too. And this is where we come at in Matthew 38, excuse me, 27, 38 through 41, two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. Listen to the criticism of Jesus' day. Imagine somebody typing this on Facebook. Those who pass him hurl insults at him, shaking their head and saying, you were going to destroy the temple and building in three days? Then save yourself. Keyboard thugs. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. What? Come down if? You are the son of God. And in the same way, the chief of priests, the people that should have known better, the ones that should have been waiting on the coming of the Messiah, the ones that should have seen all the signs, the ones that read all the scriptures, they say in the same way the chief of priests and the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. If you are the son of God. It, excuse me? If you are the son of God. I mean, let me translate this to you in 2021. What they're saying is, if if you're the son of God, go perform. If you're the son of God, flip. If you're the son of God, shoot. If you're the son of God, do what I want you to do to prove who you say you are. If, if, if I'm the son of God, if, if hold up. Y'all wait till he's on a cross to say, if you're the son of God, come off the cross. If, did you see what he did before he got to the cross? Maybe you missed it, so I'm going to give you a quick recap. If you're the son of God, look what he did before he gets on the cross. He heals a man with leprosy. He heals the Roman centurion servant without even going to where the servant is. Just his word healed the man from a distance. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed a paralyzed man. He healed a woman with the issue of blood. He healed two blind men. He healed a demon-possessed man that was also mute. He healed a man with a shriveled hand. He healed the Canaanite woman's daughter. He healed a demon-possessed boy. He healed a crippled woman. He healed ten men with leprosy. He healed a sick man at the pool of Bethesda. He calmed the storm. He walked on water. He fed 4,000. Then he fed 5,000. He pulled a coin out of the mouth of a fish. He withered a tree just by speaking to it. He pulled a coin out of the mouth of a fish. He caught a large amount of fish for his disciples. He turned water into wine. He brought Jairus' daughter back to life. Gave the widow's son at name life again and looked at Nazareth in the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. You mean to tell me if he's the son of God? He did all this and you still can't tell he's the son of God? And that's not even all of it. I just 
gave you the cliff notes. John says it like this in John chapter 21, 25. He says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, get this, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have been written. And you need him to prove who he is on a cross? We don't even know the half of what he did when he was alive. And he had witnesses to it, man. There were people that were dead that came back to life. Man, if I raise somebody from the dead right now, all of y'all will start looking at me different. I got, I got to come down from a cross to prove what I've been proving my entire life? You watch your mind. Man, I, 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 one, of my, one of my favorite quotes of all time comes from my favorite athlete of all time because I grew up in this era. It's from Michael Jordan. Another person that was dealing with mental illness, but we didn't call it that back when he was going through it. In 1993, when he retired for the first time, after his father died, in order for him to deal with the mental strain of that situation, he was the top athlete in the world before social media. Had all the pressure, all the way. He was the best in his field. Just came off of his third championship. Some argue that he would have won eight championships instead of six if he did not take a year and a half hiatus. But at the height of the world being down on him, and the most traumatic experience of your life, seeing one of your parents die. He takes time away for the game to deal with the mental strain of it all that we did not call mental stress back then. He takes time away from the game, and I love what he says, because he was criticized and ridiculed for, how could you do, how, how could you, you know the people that were saying, how could you do this, the ones that were losing money? How could you do this to us? To us? How could y'all do this to me? I love what he says. This is the greatest quote. And I, I was like, <laughs> I thought I was a G in my yearbook in, in high school, so they give you like a senior quote under your picture, so I wrote this quote. I thought I was raw. The, the, the quote was this. He said, I have nothing else to prove. He young punk. Who says that in like high school? <laughs> but I love that quote because his sentiment is right. I ain't got nothing to prove to y'all. I'm doing what I need to do for my own well-being. I have nothing else to prove. People, let me tell you something, they talk trash then, they talk trash in Jesus' day, they're gonna continue to talk trash now because there is never a goal that they will set for you to reach that even if you reach, they're gonna set another goal after it because there's never a goal that they will set that they will be satisfied by. If people can't be you, they will talk about you, so let them talk. Let them talk. If you want to cope with criticism, let the crowd talk. But lastly, let what you don't do speak for you. Let what you don't do speak for you. I love this sentiment because what it really means is that there's power in restraint. There's power in the things that you choose not to do. Look at Matthew. 27, 42 through 43, it says, he saved others, they said, 
but he cannot save himself. He cannot save himself? Hmm. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. Wow. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he says, I'm the son of God. When you don't do what you have the power to do, in essence, you're saying no. You're saying no. And the truth of the matter is, especially in the times that we live in, it takes a lot to say no. It takes a lot, man. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of weight in the word no. One of the shortest words in the English language. But man, the weight on that word is heavy. It's very hard to say no. And what you say no to says a lot about who you are. I want you to, I want you to really ca ca catch that because it's about being intentional. What you say no to says a lot about who you really are. See, saying no to things is not about what you cannot do. It's about what you will not do. Listen, it's about making a choice. It's about making a conscious decision. Jesus was not the goat, was not God, was not the greatest of all time, or excuse me, I should say Jesus is not the goat because of what he did. And I read a lot of things that he did. Jesus is not the goat because of what he did. Jesus is the goat because of what he did not do. I, I, need, I, I need somebody to catch that. Jesus is not the goat because of what he did. He is the goat because of what he did not do. Jesus was the goat because he did not speak when he was falsely accused. Jesus is the goat because he did not stop the soldiers from giving him 39 lashes on his back that tore his flesh apart. Jesus is the goat because he did not resist the crown of thorns that was beaten onto his skull. Jesus, he's the goat because he did not stop wicked men from stripping him down and gambling over his robes. Jesus is the goat because he did not protest when he was placed on the center cross between two guilty criminals just to make him look like the chief of sinners. Jesus is the goat because he did not correct them from shaking their heads and saying, who are you who's going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? Save yourself. Jesus is the goat because he did not have to prove that he was the son of God by listening to the prompts of people to say, come off of the cross that purpose had put him on. Jesus, he's the goat because he did not save himself from death the way that he saved others. <laughs> Jesus is all God, but in his moment of greatest pain, he made a decision not to act like God. He chose to be human. You know, God's greatest flex was to not flex at all. <laughs> so I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to just take it. I'm going to just deal with it. Because it takes more for me 
to stay in this form takes more for me to take this pain to just be as awesome as I always am. It takes more for me to be human. He made a choice to say no. I'm going to stay right here in the middle of this pain because it's my purpose. Why? Because nails did not keep Christ on the cross. Love did. Love kept him there. Because there was purpose for it. He was created for it. He was redemption before creation. Ask yourself this question. What's a greater miracle? Saving yourself from dying or coming back from death? Jesus chose the latter of the two. Because if you save yourself from dying, you're preserving life. If you come back from the dead, you're restarting life. And only God can do that. Jesus performed the greatest miracle of all time by saying, no, I'm not going to do what you think is right. I'm not going to come off of this cross. Even if you don't understand, even if you don't believe, I'm going to do what's right in my heart. Because this is why I came. This is why I was created. This is what I'm here for. And the truth is, saying yes is not bad. Saying yes will get you opportunities. While saying no will guide the opportunities you get. Because the truth of the matter is, yes is about opportunities and no is about intentionality. I could walk through every open door in the planet, but every door that's open is not good for me. I got to learn what doors to say no to. I got to be confident because when I say no, I'm being intentional. I'm doing this because it aligns with my purpose or I'm not doing this because it does not align with my purpose. You see, you got to let what you don't do speak for you. See, I've seen people say yes to things all the time. They say yes to hold on to status. Yes to prove things to others. Or they say yes because they don't want to let people down. Because people have guilted them into thinking if they don't do it, they're letting them down. So they say yes. But I just want somebody to hear me. If you heard nothing else that I heard in this entire message, I want you to hear this. It's okay to say no to maintain your sanity. I want that to resonate in somebody's spirit, man, because let me tell you something. I'm preaching the sermon I had to live. There's a point in my life I tried to say yes to everything because I thought that was the right thing to do. My yeses were driving me crazy. And it wasn't until I learned to be firm in my no that I let my yes be yes and my no be no. I'm not going to do this because it's not the best thing for me or my family. Don't just say yes to appease people. Don't just say yes to silence your critics. Learn how to say no because no may be the only thing that keeps you sane in this crazy world that we live in. It's okay 
it's okay to be human because humans have one thing that nothing else on the planet gets. You know what it is? A choice. You have free will. This is the beauty of being human. Animals, they, they run off of instinct. Plants, they have, to, they have to live a cycle of planting and growth. But humans, from the moment that we are born, we have a choice. This is why your two-year-old will look at you and say, no. They're exercising the gift that God did not give anything else on the planet because we are the only thing on the planet that are created in his image, so we have a choice. It is beautiful to be human because you get to exercise the most powerful tool of all time, a choice. God gave us free will. It's what makes us human. And today, I wanna give somebody an opportunity to choose Jesus. But because he loves you, even your choice to say no will not change the fact that he chose to be human to give you the choice. Christ chose to be human. God chose to leave the sanctity of the heavens, wrap himself in flesh, and become like us to show us how to live, to be an example, and to bear the sins of all of humanity on his back as he was hung off of a cross he had a choice to come off of. He chose to be human to give you a choice. You don't have to choose him, but you have a choice. Christ does not want to force you to love him. He made you human to give you a choice. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know who I'm talking to, whether in this room or watching online today, you're human. You go through stuff. People gonna criticize you. People gonna abuse you. But you always have a choice in what you do. Don't let people force you to do something because it makes them feel good. Because if you do it for them, they'll never be satisfied. And let me tell you something. You could be satisfied in yourself if you make a decision to choose Jesus because he knows the plans that he has for you plans to prosper you not to harm you but to give you a hope and a future he doesn't want to criticize you he wants to celebrate you all you have to do is choose him I don't know who needed to hear this message today but on the count of three if you want to choose Jesus if you want to say yes to Jesus today He'll give you a life, and it does not matter what the crowd says. doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all going to make this decision today, and people going to criticize you. Let them talk, because it cannot change what Christ has said or done for you already. If you want Jesus in your life, whether you're online or you're in this room, on the count of three, I'm not trying to embarrass folks. I just want to give you an opportunity to accept the reason that Jesus decided to be human because he wanted to give you a choice. If you want to say yes to Jesus, that's it. 
not trying to make it more convoluted than it is. I want to say yes to Jesus. That's what you're saying yes to. That's what you'll raise your hand for. You want to say yes to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe you said it in the past and maybe you ain't been living like it. And today you want to recommit. You want to say yes. Maybe you've never said it before. And you're like, yo, I never heard the gospel preached like that. I want to say yes. If you want to say yes to Jesus. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. It's already a hand up. Let me see. One, two, three. Hold it up. I see you. I see you. Yeah. I see you too. I see you too. Do me a favor. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but Jesus says, man, if you deny me before man, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. What are you trying to say? If you can say yes to me in front of people, I'm going to make sure I say yes to you in front of my father. Let me see that hand. Let me see those hands again. Hold on. Let me see. Do me a favor. If your hands up, stand up. Don't be scared. I promise you, man, this won't kill you. I promise you. I promise you. It's going to be the best thing for you. I see you. I see you. Awesome. Awesome. Do me a favor. Come down to this altar. Let me pray with you. Everybody else stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Come. If you're already standing, come. Clap for them as they come, man. It's the greatest decision they could ever make. Come. If you, if you stood up, come. 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 Proud of you. I'm going to fist bump you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, come, 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 come right here. I see you, sis. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Real quick, I do this every time we gather. One, I want to say I'm so proud of y'all, man, for saying yesterday. You ain't got to listen to the voice of the haters. Listen to the voice of your father. He's proud of you. But if you're out there today, he's like, yo, man, I wanted to come down, but I'm kind of scared. That's all right. We're family. That's what we are. So I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If you want to go, if you're scared, I'll go with you. Just, just look at them. And if they say, yeah, just give them a fist bump and walk them down here real quick, real quick. I just want to make sure. I'm going to give you five, four, no pressure, three, two, one. Awesome. Here's what you're going to do, because I'm assuming everybody in this room going to heaven after this prayer right here, okay? <laughs> reach, your, reach your hands towards them. If you're online and you made that decision, I pray somebody's standing with you. But if nobody's with you, promise you, I can't see your hand, but God can. But even better than that, God can see your heart. God sees your hearts. I want everybody to say this prayer after me because the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, he was raised from the dead, you're saved. Confess and believe. I want everybody online and in this room, no matter where you come from, I want you to say this. Here we go. Say it and mean it. If you don't mean it, it doesn't mean anything. Say it and mean it. Here we go. Everybody say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I've, sinned. I've sinned. I'm not proud of it, I'm not proud of but, it. I admit it. but I admit it. Today, Today I, lay my sin down. I lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. Take it, I, pray. I don't want it anymore. I, I reach to, to heaven to receive your forgiveness, to, receive your forgiveness. to take the place, of my sin. the place of my sin. I ask, I ask that you would accept me you accept and to your wonderful family. To wonderful family. Today, Today, I give my life, give my life completely, to you. completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, I'm proud of y'all. Oh my goodness gracious. I, I, I hate when people make decisions for Christ and we don't explain what just happened. <laughs> um, so in a moment, I'm going to ask y'all to walk that way. You see those signs say, welcome to the family. That's what you are. Your family. You can't get rid of us now. If you leave us, we're going with you. We love you. All right, you family, right? And when you make a decision like that, it's huge. So when you follow one of our awesome servant leaders out the door they're just going to explain to you what happened and they got a gift for you see it 
it pays to make decisions for Jesus because it comes with gifts. It's like Christmas. It's like another birthday. It's like your rebirthday. This is awesome. We're going to give you gifts. Here's what y'all going to do. Y'all going to do what heaven's doing right now. The Bible says when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. Oh, man. Angels are breakdancing. Y'all think Kanye West service, uh, Sunday service choir or something? You can't see what they're doing in heaven right now. They, they call in debt. They're literally calling down heaven. It's a party. And it's in your honor. Every time somebody makes a decision like this, heaven turns up. They can't see that. I can't open up the ceiling, but we can help them know what it sounds like. Y'all want to help me? On the count of three, y'all going to cheer as loud as you ever cheer for something in y'all life. They doing it for it's for y'all. Maybe nobody ever cheer for y'all. They going to cheer for y'all. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Come on. Let them know. Y'all can follow them right there. Let them know God loves them. Let them know they're special. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. They're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Whether it's one or it's 100, we gonna turn up because we celebrate salvation. Amen? I don't know who made that decision that was watching online, but those cheers in here, they were for you too. I'm so happy that anytime we get together, man, people are getting saved. I don't know how much longer we got on this earth, but while we're here, we gonna spread the gospel, amen? Man, I'm so thankful for y'all being in this house today. Did somebody get something from that message? Hallelujah. Hey. If your haters talk, let them talk. Let them talk. Let me tell you something. You say more of what you don't do than what you do do. Learn how to be empowered by your no. It's okay to say no. You ain't got to do everything to impress everybody. Say no. It's okay. Amen? I love y'all so much. I hope this blessed somebody. Listen, if you liked it, come back next week. Bring somebody with you. Listen, you ain't got to worry. Are y'all going to be online next week? We're going to be online and in person all August long. And if I got my way, we're going to be in person until Jesus comes back. Amen? We're going to do it safe, but we're going to be in person. Amen? Hey, reach towards me before you go. If you want to get baptized, I'm baptizing on my birthday because it's a celebration, man. It's going to be your birthday, too. It's going to be the day that you admit to the world that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Sign up for baptism. I'm going to make sure I baptize people because if y'all want to get me a birthday gift, don't mind me nothing. Don't mind me nothing. Get baptized. Don't mind me nothing. I'm good. Get baptized. Amen? You're watching online. You've been hiding in your house for the last 18 months, and you need to get baptized. Don't mind me nothing. Get baptized. Amen? Amen. Reach towards me. Let me bless you before you go. Father God, I thank you for the greatest people in all the world, the people of Cool Church. God, bless them as they rise up, as they lie down, as they go out, as they come in, and they're laboring in their leisure. God, surround them with your presence. And God, I pray that this week of their life will be the best week of their life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Love you. God bless. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. 
And if you like what you've heard, please consider sharing it with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And always remember that you were created out of love.